Greetings, and I thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for December 15th, 2021. Reading and studying God's Word is a very important component in our faith journeys. Comprehending and understanding the Bible can certainly be difficult at times. Our church at St. Paul's Lutheran on the corner of Bull and Blanding introduced an online resource called Bible Project over 21 months ago. Many of you have let me know how important this resource has been in helping you understand the Bible from a cultural and historical context. I encourage everyone to check it out at BibleProject.com. The Bible is a unified story that leads us to Jesus. The books of the Bible were written over a time span of more than 1,000 years, the earliest being written over 3,000 years ago. It's important to remember the Bible was not written to us, but it was certainly written for us. If we read it and understand it with Western eyes, we will certainly be subject to misinterpreting God's Word. Honestly, this is why some people quit reading the Bible because it can be strange and difficult to understand. Bible Project is a free resource that will shed new light on the understanding of God's Word and help us all to live into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's Word. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your many blessings, and we thank you for your word that reveals your Son to us. With the help of your Holy Spirit, help us to treat others in a just and fair manner. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be fair? Fair is one of those words that has so many meanings. You know, it could relate to something being attractive or lovely. It could mean a clear, sunny day. It could even mean pleasant, courteous, or neither very bad nor nor very good, just kind of average. Or it could mean that entertaining show that comes to town every fall in October. Well, all of those are correct definitions of the word fair. However, the one I would like to talk about today has to do with being just and honest, impartial, unprejudiced, and free from discrimination. And another example in my dictionary referred to a fair blow, or if you will, according to the rules. How many of you have ever used the term, that's just not fair? I know I have. When I feel that I've been treated unjustly, or maybe not even unjustly, it's just that things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. For today's Bible study and reflection, I'm going to reference some and read a few Bible verses and then relate them to fairness. The scenario of what is fair and what is not fair begins at the Last Supper. And one account of that can be found in the Gospel of Matthew, 
chapter 26, verses 17 through 30. I encourage you to read that. Jesus was celebrating the Passover meal with his disciples. During the meal, he said that one of them would betray him. The disciples were very upset and began to ask him one after the other, Surely, Lord, you don't mean me. What had Jesus done that warranted the impending betrayal by Judas? There was nothing at all fair with what was about to happen. The next scripture I'll reference and I encourage you to read is also found in the chapter of in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. And this takes us to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is accompanied there by Peter, James, and John. Jesus goes there to pray, and he is let down by all three of his disciples because they fall asleep. In his prayer, Jesus asks if there is another way for God's plan to be accomplished. However, Almost as soon as he had prayed this, he realizes and accepts that God's will must be done. What his disciples did not know was that Judas, his betrayer, and armed guards were on the way to betray, betray and arrest Jesus. Judas was angry and disappointed with Jesus because he would not lead a rebellion against the Romans. Could it be possible that he was jealous of the relationship? Jesus had with other disciples? In a way, Judas was carrying out the work of God. Jesus needed to die in order to give us forgiveness for our sins. On the other hand, he may have betrayed Jesus out of greed because he was given 30 silver coins. Okay, so is anything in the story so far sounding fair to Jesus? Jesus was there to fulfill the prophecies that had been written in Scripture hundreds of years ago. The Jewish leaders needed to rest, arrest Jesus quickly and quietly so as to avoid a riot. This is why they needed an insider, Judas, to give them the right opportunity. Because of his popularity, they could not arrest Jesus openly when he was surrounded by crowds of people. They did it in the cover of darkness. Also consider this. Jesus wanted to pray and ask his disciples to keep watch while he did so. However, they let him down by falling asleep. When Jesus was arrested, the disciples let Jesus down again by trying to fight back. And then they all ran away. After Jesus was arrested, he was taken to the house of the high priest Caiaphas where all the teachers of the law and elders gathered together. The Jewish leaders were looking for false evidence against Jesus to have him put to death, but they cannot find it. Eventually, Caiaphas demanded of Jesus, Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus answered him, You say so. To Caiaphas, this was clear that it was blasphemy, so the guilty verdict was passed. Then they spit on Jesus and beat him. Do you see anything fair yet? You know, there was a lot of reasons that Jewish leaders wanted to put Jesus to death. 
He challenged their authority. He called them hypocrites. He broke their laws about Sabbath observance. He mixed with people the Jewish leaders regarded as unclean, the sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors. And he made claims about himself that the Jewish leaders could not accept. He was put on trial by the Sanhedrin. This was the highest ruling council of the Jews. Well, you might find it interesting to know that the Sanhedrin had in place a number of rules regarding the conduct of their own trials. One, a trial cannot take place at night or during the time of an important festival. Two, the death penalty cannot be passed immediately if a person was found guilty. The Sanhedrin had to wait overnight to pass sentence. Three, also to take place, the trial was to take place at the Hall of Hewn Stones, the official place for trials located in the temple. Four, two or three witnesses were needed, and they had to agree on every detail. Anyone giving false evidence would receive the same punishment as the person on trial. The next scripture I reference is also in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 57 through 68. And this is the account of Jesus before the Sanhedrin. Here is the reading. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest, he entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is the testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Here ends the reading. So, knowing the rules established by the Sanhedrin, it is interesting to observe that Jesus was arrested late on Thursday night. After the Passover meal, he appeared before the Sanhedrin immediately as the Jewish leaders wanted him tried as quickly as possible. In their haste, the Sanhedrin does not appear to be concerned about a fair trial. They are looking for false evidence. 
False witnesses came forward, misquoting Jesus' words. Jesus is accused of threatening to destroy the temple. As previously written in Scripture, Jesus remained silent, and once again the prophecy about the Messiah was fulfilled. Jesus certainly did not deserve crucifixion, but in the end, that's what he got. Christians believe that his death on the cross was no ordinary death. It can be compared to a sacrifice. Jesus was punished for all the things that sinful humanity had done wrong so they could receive forgiveness from God. In summary, Jesus died to save humans from the consequences of sin because no one else was willing or able to pay the price for the sin of the whole world and also to restore humanity to a right relationship with God. All of this begs the final question, was it fair? No, it was not fair, but it was God's plan. But as a result, God now sees humanity through the lens of Jesus because he has covered our sins. Jesus got what we deserved so we would be forgiven for our sins, live in a right relationship with God, and have eternal life. So, the next time I hear someone say, that's not fair, or the next time I think of saying, that's not fair, I will try and stop and think of how all of the unfair actions directed at Jesus saved a sinner like me. And for that, I am grateful. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, we thank you for the gift of your Son and for his ultimate sacrifice that cancels our sin and assures us that through him we will have eternal life. We lift up this prayer of thanks in his name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.